Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. Grab your towel and bathing suit because today we're in Laguna Beach, California. My good friend Adam Sterling of The Sterling Traveler shares how Laguna has retained its focus on local art, even as it's transformed into one of the most popular beaches in Orange County. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Laguna. Let's start the show. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Although I love to travel, sometimes it is just good to be home. When I moved to Nashville, I decided to splurge and get a Nectar Sleep mattress that provided all the comfort of a luxury hotel without the price tag of one. I love that Nectar Sleep includes a forever warranty and that you get a 365 night trial to make sure that your mattress is everything you've dreamed of. For a limited time, my listeners will get $125 off and two free pillows with your order when you use the link wetravelthere.com forward slash nectar. Hey, Adam, welcome to the show. I'm really excited to talk about Laguna Beach today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Same here. Definitely. So what's your connection to Laguna Beach? I was actually born in Laguna Beach quite some time ago, but I was born and raised there. I'm no longer living there, but I've always visited and come back to it. Yeah, when I used to live in Orange County, Laguna Beach was always one of like the best beaches that everybody really wanted to go to. It's kind of like that small community feel, but still has a pretty awesome beach. Oh, definitely. It's busy all year round. Great beach. It's beautiful. Right on. So if somebody had to describe Laguna Beach in one or two words, how would you describe it? It's kind of a small town surrounded by a bustling metropolis that is Orange County and the LA metro area. You get it. It's a very charming town that has, and they use town because it is a town. It's very walkable. It's just compact and gorgeous, I think. Almost like it doesn't belong in Orange County when you think of all the different businesses and major businesses that are in LA and Orange County. It's almost like it doesn't even belong there. It's like it belongs further up the coast. Oh, you're totally right. It definitely doesn't belong there. Even comparing it to Newport or Pinton Beach, those two are, in comparison, big cities. Sure. They're not, but they're, you know, just in comparison, Laguna is just amazing. And so if somebody's going to come to Laguna Beach, what time of the year should they visit? Is there certain times of year that are better than others? Like, what's the weather like? The weather is amazing all year round. Obviously, during the wintertime, you might have a little bit of rain, but it's going to be warm no matter when you come. During the summertime, it is the peak season, but there's a ton of things to do with art festivals, shows, and stuff like that. Yeah, I know that during the summertime, the beaches get pretty packed. Because it is that small town, it can be hard to park. Is there suggestions for parking? Yeah, so where I always park is out in Laguna Canyon. On the, it's called the 133 or Laguna Canyon Road. About three quarters of a mile away from the town is a parking lot. And you can park there for about $10 a day. And there's a free trolley that will bring you into downtown area and do whatever you want to do. It's super convenient, easy to get in and out. That's what I do all the time during the summer. Right on. Yeah, I know that if you try to go to Huntington Beach or you try to go to Newport, parking can be way much higher than that. Plus, you get the frustration of just driving around and trying to hope that somebody's actually going to be leaving a spot because the beaches are so packed. So it's nice to know that you can park just a little bit further away from the beach, take that free trolley, and you know, head into the beach without having to worry about some of those traffic headaches. 
Oh, definitely. Because if you park downtown, you can only park in certain places for only two hours. So you're constantly having to move your car and worrying about getting a parking ticket. And no one wants to do that. Oh, for sure. And so you mentioned that there's a couple of different festivals that happened in Laguna during the summer. Can you tell us a little bit about those? There's two or three main festivals that have been going on for 50, 60 years. One is the Sawdust Festival. Basically, you walk on Sawdust, and it's just a big place where people have booths and sell the wares that they have made, anywhere from jewelry to art to ceramics, clothing, whatever it is that they do. Nearby is what's called the Festival of Arts, and that's kind of the same thing, a little bit higher-end booths and vendors, and that's because it's a juror show. So you actually have to apply to get in, and it's a process, and you have to get chosen to be in the Festival of Arts. The level of artistry, of artisanship, is a little bit higher than the Sawdust Festival. And there as well, there's the Pageant of the Masters. And the Pageant of the Masters is a really unique theme to Laguna Beach. Can't find it anywhere else in the world. And that's a living art concert show. You'll have a famous painting or sculpture or whatever. And what they'll do is they'll pose someone in Coret's costume and makeup and they'll change the lighting and everything to make it seem like you're looking at the sculpture or the painting. And you can't tell at one bit that there's actually a person there. Wow, that's really amazing. Oh, it is absolutely super cool. Sounds kind of kitschy, and it kind of is. But you can't miss it. You have to go at least once. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I kind of messed up. When I lived in Orange County, we talked about going a couple different times. And we actually made it to the Festival of Arts. And we walked around there and listened to the music, and it was just a lot of fun. I really wanted to actually grab a whole group of people and do it again the following year, but end up moving. <laughs> well, you have to come back. Yeah, I'm going to have to because I really want to go see the pageant of the Masters. It just seems like such a really cool event and so unique. Personally, I, I don't know if I could be able to stand still like those people do. You know, <laughs> like they're pretending like they're in the painting. Yeah, it takes skill. I would not be able to do it myself. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing, you have a full orchestra and narration and all this stuff. It's amazing. I can't speak any more highly of it. So when they do the paintings like that, how long are the people standing there still in the painting like that? You know, it can be for up to 90 seconds, which is quite a long time to stand perfectly still. And occasionally you could see them readjust themselves or move in a very minuscule manner. Okay. But also what they'll do sometimes is they'll show them either putting that together or taking it apart, which is very unique. At one point, they actually go through it step by step and show you how they place everyone and how it all works. It's really amazing. How many different settings or, or pictures do they do over the course of an evening like that? You know, I'm not sure, but the show lasts for about 90 minutes and there is an intermission. So you're looking at probably... 20 to 25, and there's always some kind of part of it where they're running around within the audience and doing other stuff as well. It's not just on the stage. Okay. It actually goes by pretty fast, but you do get probably about two dozen or so works of arts. It just sounds like such a fun experience, and just I love it when you have something that's like that from a city that you can't find anyplace else. Yeah, definitely. Let's talk about some of the other things that go on in Laguna Beach. I know it's obviously right next to the ocean, so there's a lot of cool beaches that are there. Are there multiple beaches in Laguna Beach, or is there just one main beach? How does that work? There are multiple beaches. The main beach is right across from downtown, and I use the word downtown lightly. It's 
four blocks. <laughs> so it's very walkable. Main Beach is the most touristy, but it also has the most amenities. You'll have a playground for kids, beach volleyball nets, basketball, and you're right across the street from restaurants and all that stuff. Going down in either direction, there are smaller beaches that are even more beautiful. You have Divers Cove to the north, which has great diving, although over the years that happens a little bit of accidents because it's in a cove that has pretty sharp rocks on both sides. So I wouldn't recommend it for a beginner diver. And to the south, there's plenty of other beaches. Almost along every single street, you have beach access, and there's great surfing and skimboarding and bodyboarding down there as well. Okay. With those beaches, the amenities aren't quite what you'll find at Main Beach. Some of them don't even have a bathroom. So it might be a little difficult if you have a family and stuff like that. Yeah, I know uh, the kids have bladders about the size of... Nothing. <laughs> yeah, like a, like, like a jelly bean, you know, right. so. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so speaking of kids, one of the things that I really like about Laguna Beach is that there's a lot of tide pools. Can you tell the listeners about the tide pools? There are tide pools. I haven't done it in such a long time. I don't quite remember them, but even off of Main Beach, which has a boardwalk as well, I forgot to mention. But if you just walk some ways, there's plenty of tide pools. Just wear shoes that have good grip because I have seen people fall in during high tide and during windy conditions, and it isn't so pretty sometimes. The tide pools, for the listeners, essentially what it is, it's like the water that comes in from the ocean gets kind of trapped based on natural barriers, whether it be rocks or sand or whatever. And then essentially you have a little small ecosphere, essentially, of, of different creatures, uh, sometimes fish, your crabs, things of that nature. And so you can look in there, you can see sometimes starfish, sea urchins. So you have to be careful, one, to respect nature, and two, some of these fish or rocks or whatever can actually harm you, Like especially if you bump into a sea urchin that has all the spiny needles. Definitely. It's very pretty to look at them. There are some coral and sea anemone where you could kind of poke it and they'll curl up into a little ball and stuff like that. But yeah, once you see the sea urchin, stay away from that. You definitely do not want to get stung by that. When somebody's coming out to Laguna Beach, the airport that's close by is John Wayne. There's also, I guess, if a little further out would be Long Beach, and then obviously the ones up over in LA. But when you're coming out to Laguna Beach, is it something you need a car or maybe just come on an Uber from the airport? What's the best way to get around? Definitely just an Uber from the airport. Don't really need a car there, but you do need a car to get in and out of the city. That's just how it is. It is pretty secluded. There's two roads going in and out. There's Laguna Canyon Road, like I talked about earlier, and PCH, Pacific Coast Highway. And that's it. Can't go anywhere else. It almost feels like there's like one or two stoplights literally in the whole town. It seems like that, especially if you get off of Pacific Coast Highway, there's two or three. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of going back in time and away. It's kind of cool. I was going to the Visit Laguna Beach website. One of the things I saw, and this will probably take us back to and date us a little bit based on <laughs> our, our age, but there's an old TV show called The Real OC. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's funny, you know, at the Visit Laguna Beach website, when you go into their visitor centers, they actually have maps and you can see some of the different locations of where they filmed <laughs> the show. So oh, that's too funny. <laughs> I am sure that the people like it. Speaking of what to do, I mean, how to get around, there's plenty of other things to do other than what's in downtown. If you want to go up into the hills and hike or walk around, it might be better to have your own car. Getting an Uber or a Lyft shouldn't be a problem as well. Are there any hikes that you might recommend? There are plenty of hikes, actually. 
There's a couple of them within Laguna Canyon Road that you could pull off and park and take a hike from there. There's also quite a bit of hiking and mountain biking up in the hills. It just goes kind of, I wouldn't say forever, obviously, but there's plenty of stuff and you could basically get lost. There's fire access roads from the other side of the hill because there is a pretty big fire danger. Yeah, I remember, uh, I think I was in high school. Unfortunately, there was a lot of fires that were happening at the time. And then within like a year or so, then there also happened to be, which never rains in Southern California, but it actually rained uh, that season. Right. And so you had all the fires that decimated the hills by you know burning up all the brush, burning up a lot of the trees. And then when the rains hit, there was nothing to hold the water back. And so it just created uh, all these mudslides. And I remember it was pretty dangerous. Yeah, I remember that. That was... About 25 years ago now, not to date you, sorry about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the 1993 fire was pretty devastating, only because it got started in the canyon. And as we know, at least growing up in Orange County and you as well, once something gets going in the canyon, it just eats it all up in no time whatsoever. Yeah. So yeah, that was pretty devastating. I know quite a few people have lost their homes in that. Well, sure. So you mentioned some of the homes. One of the other things that I was reading about is they have bungalow tours. And can you talk a little bit about the bungalows that are in Laguna Beach and why that's a cool thing? I don't really know about the tours. That's interesting. But I can tell you a little about the history. So maybe this will touch on what you're asking. The city of Laguna Beach started as an artist colony about 100 years ago. So a lot of the homes are still pretty original, dating back into the 40s and 50s, and even the 30s. So there are kind of these bungalow-style houses here and there. But I haven't heard of any tourists. That's very interesting. Yeah, I think that everybody's looking to make a buck here and there. So <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever the situation is, you're going to find somebody that's going to put a tour around it. Yeah. So it's interesting because it's Laguna Beach and it's so near the beach. You said they, these bungalows that are dating all the way back to like the 1800s, like late 1800s, like 1884, I believe. And so essentially what, what it is, is these homes are literally almost like the size of your bedroom. Most of them are less than a thousand square feet. And it, this is their entire homes. And because of the, the appreciation in real estate and the desirability of Laguna Beach, you can have a, like a million dollar house that's a thousand square feet. It's absolutely insane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real estate in Laguna Beach is insane. There's no place to really build a new home without tearing down an old one. And so, like you said, there's tiny homes that are 1.1, 1.2 plus you know, million dollars. It's insane. Walking around downtown, there are some houses and the surrounding blocks, older homes, and it's kind of cool to see the architecture and how nature has grown around it. Oh, yeah. And it's cool to see that they haven't actually torn down all those homes because, like you said, there's a lot of history behind it, the origination as, a, as an artist colony. Everybody wants to tear everything down and rebuild McMansions and stuff like that. So it's nice that we're preserving some of that history. And so when people like us or you know future generations come and see it, they can kind of understand the history and the culture of those towns, unless they just looking at a picture where a McMansion stands now. We only have a few more minutes, but I, I don't want to miss out on talking about some of the food of Laguna Beach and some of the awesome restaurants that are there. Yeah, there are some great restaurants there. What's some of your favorites? There's a few of them. I can't not mention Diz's, and that's in South Laguna. So you will have to take an Uber or something down there. And it's reservations only, or at least reservations strongly recommended. They only have two seatings a night. But basically, 
It's very small. I mean, you talk about these 1,000-square-foot bungalows. It's probably about 1,200 square feet. So not that many tables. Each night is a different menu. And by menu, I mean it's um, fixed price. And each entree that you pick is on a different piece of paper. So literally, you have like a stack of letter-sized pages. And it tells with the appetizer, the entree, the dessert. And you just pass them around the table as you go. The food is amazing. Always served with a shot of vermouth as well. It's definitely pretty interesting. Coming a little bit further north towards downtown, and I just found this the other day, it's called Seahorse on Pearl Street. But when they renovated it, they found a seahorse sign, and they tried to figure out where it came from and stuff, and they realized that it was the first gay bar in Laguna Beach. Huh. Very cool. For the listeners that don't know, Laguna Beach used to have a very big gay population. They've since moved out because of the real estate prices. Can't really afford it anymore, unfortunately. But Seahorse is super quiet, very locals. I mean, there is about 10 people there. You could totally have a conversation. Great food, beers on tap. There's also a little market in there, and they make their own salsas and pasta sauces. A lot of it's organic as well. So it's definitely a pretty cool place. Then you have Thai Brothers, which has been there forever. Salerno's for Italian. There's the brewery and there's Nirvana Grill. And they all have great food. I always like having a steak at some of the places that I go to. So I know one you mentioned called Mozambique. Yeah, um, Mozambique is a South African steakhouse. So they have your typical sirloins and steak cuts, but then they also have the more South African stuff like Borovorce and Biltong, but they also have great drinks as well. Nice. So listeners, we have all these things and more in the show notes. I really appreciate Adam coming on and telling us all about Laguna Beach, but now it's time for the final countdown. So Adam, if somebody only had time for one meal when they come to visit Laguna Beach, where should they go and what should they eat? They should go to Las Brisas. Even though you're not going to get the best food there, it kind of encompasses what Laguna Beach is all about. Excellent view of the water. Or if you're looking for something that's actually really good food, then go to either Nirvana Grill or Kitchen in the Canyon. Both are great choices. If you had to pick one of those three, where would you go? And what would you eat there? I would probably get mussels at Nirvana Grill. Okay. Obviously, you said you were born there, and then uh, you were raised there for a while. What's one of your most memorable stories of Laguna Beach? You know, just overall growing up there, being like eight years old and being able to walk around downtown. I was with my sisters, you know, a couple years older than I am. But even as little kids, at least back then, just being able to walk around and you know what do, there was a pretty cool candy shop that we always got jelly beans and right next door, and it's <laughs> still there, is a toy store. And it's actually almost right on Main Beach, but it's been there forever and it's kind of your old school toy store. It's super cool. Oh, right on. Yeah, I'll have to take my kids there when we come back out and visit. Definitely. They would love it. So speaking of happy memories, uh, what's the happiest happy hour in town? So there's a couple of them. Mozambique has a good happy hour. They have a bar upstairs, so it has a good view of the ocean. They have a really good lychee martini, which is great. Nirvana Grill has a great happy hour as well. Good food and drink there. Right on. And so whenever I travel, I always try to get pepperoni pizza at one of the, the local shops. So where's the best pizza in town? So there isn't really a whole lot of pizza, or really, really good pizza in town. There's Gina's Pizza, which is kind of a um, mainstay, and it's good if you like having more doughy or crust. Okay. I don't really prefer that. I want something more authentic, a little bit more 
the New York style pizza. Yep. Romeo Cucina, they have artisan pizzas. And it's going to be pretty authentic Italian, so I'm not really sure if you're really going to get your pepperoni pizza. Okay. Like a margarita pizza is like six bucks at happy hour. It's pretty good. Oh, nice. See, the, the one thing I learned when I went to Rome a couple years ago was that even if you can't find pepperoni, you can still get diavola, which is essentially the Italian version of pepperoni. That's the number one Italian word I learned when I was in, <laughs> in, in Italy is like how to order pepperoni pizza. Yeah, so. it's that. It's that. And, and don't order pepperoni thinking you're getting pepperoni either. Oh, yeah, those are the little peppers. And man, those things are spicy. Yeah, like bell peppers. And I'm like, what the heck is this? <laughs> for sure. So, Adam, you and I have been friends for a long time. You know, I know all about you, but the listeners may not. Can you tell everybody about who you are and what it is that you do and maybe how they can connect with you on social media? I blog at The Sterling Traveler. It's a weekend blog using miles and points. And I actually just launched a e-course to help people get started earning miles and points. So you can either find me at thesterlingtraveler.com or the points curator if you're interested in the e-course. And we'll have links to that in the show notes. So if somebody wanted to reach out to you on social media, if they're going to be planning a trip to come out to Laguna Beach, how should they reach you? Is it like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook? What's the best way to contact you? So all of my social media links are on my website at thesterlingtraveler.com. But I am most active on Twitter at Sterling Traveler or on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Sterling Traveler. Adam, appreciate you coming on the show. It's been a lot of fun Good catching up with you. And hopefully I'll come back out there and see you sometime soon. Yeah, hopefully. It'd be great to have you. The pageant of the master should be on everyone's bucket list when they visit Laguna Beach. I love how the city embraces local artists and the small town feel while offering beautiful beaches, delicious food, and wonderful hiking. What's the favorite thing you learned about Laguna Beach? Please let us know in the show notes at wetravelthere.com forward slash Laguna or log into the We Travel There podcast community on Facebook. Join us in the next episode when Michael Traeger of Travelzork teaches us everything you need to know to get started in Las Vegas casino gambling loyalty programs. You'll be able to join us when we travel there. Thanks for listening. Please share this podcast with your friends and tell them what you enjoyed most. Make sure you subscribe so that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations. If you'd like to listen to more podcasts about travel, I suggest checking out my good friend Ed Pizza's show called Miles to Go. Ed and his guests break down the latest travel news with a focus on credit card rewards and loyalty programs in his weekly 30-minute show. Let me know what you think.